0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn?
1: Press on, press on, ye sons of light, untiring in your holy fight, still treading each temptation down and battling for a brighter crown. Hymn 290.
0: Like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is Find Your Life Purpose and Press On. The readings will now be given by Gary from New Jersey.
2: I will read from the Bible, 1 Corinthians. Whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Psalms. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Isaiah. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing, and her people a joy. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit, They shall not plant and another eat, for as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. Matthew Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, For ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Romans And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Philippians For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Ephesians There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Hebrews Now the God of peace make you perfect in every good work, to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. I will read correlative passages from Miscellaneous Writings by Mary Baker Eddy. To preserve a long course of years, still and uniform, amid the uniform darkness of storm and cloud and tempest, requires strength from above, deep drafts from the fount of divine love. In the battle of life, good is made more industrious and persistent because of the supposed activity of evil. The elbowing of the crowd plants our feet more firmly. In the mental collisions of mortals and the strain of intellectual wrestlings, moral tension is tested and, if it yields not, grows stronger. The past admonishes us With finger grim and cold, it points to every mortal mistake. Or smiling, Seth, thou hast been faithful over a few things. There is no excellence without labor. And the time to work is now. Only by persistent, unremitting, straightforward toil by turning neither to the right nor to the left, seeking no other pursuit or pleasure than that which cometh from God, can you win and wear the crown of the faithful. That law school is not at fault which sends forth a barrister who never brings out a brief. Why? because he followed agriculture instead of litigation, forsook blackstone for graystone, dug into soils instead of delving into suits, raised potatoes instead of pleas, and drew up logs instead of leases. He has not been faithful over a few things, is a musician made by his teacher. He makes himself a musician by practicing what he was taught. The conscientious are successful. They follow faithfully. Through evil or through good report, they work on to the achievement of good. By patience, they inherit the promise. Be active, and however slow thy success is sure, toil is triumph, and thou hast been faithful over a few things. The lives of great men and women are miracles of patience and perseverance. Every luminary in the constellation of human greatness like the stars, comes out in the darkness to shine with the reflected light of God. First, purify thought. Then put thought into words and words into deeds. And after much slipping and clamoring, you will go up the scale of science to the second rule and be made ruler over many things. Fidelity finds its reward and its strength in exalted purpose. Seeking is not sufficient whereby to arrive at the results of science. You must strive and the glory of the strife comes of honesty and humility. The foolish virgins had no oil in their lamps. Their way was material. Thus they were in doubt and darkness. They heeded not their sloth, their fading warmth of action. Hence the steady decline of spiritual light. Until the midnight gloom upon them, They must borrow the better-tended lamps of the faithful. By entering the guest chamber of truth and beholding the bridal of life and love, they would be wedded to a higher understanding of God. Each moment's fair expectancy was to behold the bridegroom, the one altogether lovely. It was midnight. Darkness profound brooded over earth's lazy sleepers. With no oil in their lamps, no spiritual illumination to look upon him whom they had pierced, they heard the shout, The bridegroom cometh! But how could they behold him? Hear that human cry, Oh, lend us your oil! Our lamps have gone out, no light. Earth's fables flee, and heaven is afar off. The door is shut. The wise virgins had no oil to spare, and they said to the foolish, Go to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Seek truth and pursue it. It should cost you something. You are willing to pay for error and receive nothing in return. But if you pay the price of truth, you shall receive all. The children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. They watch the market. Acquaint themselves with the etiquette of the exchange and are ready for the next move. How much more should we be faithful over the few things of spirit that are able to make us wise unto salvation? Let us watch and pray that we enter not into the temptation of ease in sin, And let us not forget that others before us have laid upon the altar all that we have to sacrifice and have passed to their reward. Among the manifold soft chimes that will fill the haunted chambers of memory, this is the sweetest. Thou hast been faithful.
0: we will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Please announce the next hymn. Hymn
3: number
4: 18. Be firm and be faithful, desert not the right. The brave become bolder, the darker the night. Then up and be doing, though cowards may fail. Thy duty pursuing, dare all and prevail. Hymn number 18.
0: Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. Our website Plainfieldcs.com, has a wealth of the very finest Christian science literature anywhere to read, study, and listen to. And some other writings by Mrs. Eddy that you may not have known about. And also writings by students who lived in her home and were daily taught directly by her. So browse through the website. There is never a charge. It's all free. Our goal is to share this teaching with all who will live it and use it to bless all mankind. We have a total of 17 different websites in a variety of languages so that people all around the world can hear the truths of pure Christian science in their own language. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss different aspects of the weekly lesson and other current topics and learn how to better understand and to live Christian science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the round table, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11 o'clock. So be sure to join us at both of these, the round table at 10 and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school isn't limited to those who live in and around Plainfield, Many of the students call in on a dedicated teleconference number from out of state. So if you have a child who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the phone number, and they can attend by phone too. We'll be happy to welcome them. And we also have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along, too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick Is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Shahidat from Maryland, go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you very much for those wonderful readings tonight. I would like to express
5: my gratitude for an experience I had last week that reminded me of God's ever presence in my life. I live in Maryland, a few miles from the Washington DC border. And while DC is a relatively small city, it's common theory that our nation's capital was designed to confuse invaders. And as such, I become reliant on a GPS to get around. Last Saturday evening, I was invited to participate in a waterfront boat ride, followed by dinner in the city. After dinner, our little group stopped for ice cream and my phone alerted me that I had only one hour of phone charge left. So I shut off the phone to conserve that charge to the GPS ride home. After I collected my car up in the parking garage, I turned on the GPS and started home. I noticed that it directed me to an unfamiliar route due to construction, but as long as I had the usual audio instructions to follow, I wasn't concerned. About 15 minutes in, I glanced at the phone to confirm my next turn, but the phone had gone black. The 59 minutes of charge that I thought I had was all gone. So I now have to rely on the street names to find my way. And so I reached into my perch for my glasses. I used to wear glasses quite frequently when I was in school, but I rarely wear them nowadays. nowadays. And generally only for night driving, so I usually forget them. The glasses were not in my purse, so here I was lost in the middle of the city, unable to clearly read the street names without a GPS for direction or a phone call to to ask for help. To add insult to injury, there wasn't a single person on the street to ask directions from. Once upon a time, this would have been a perfect opportunity to panic, but instead I recalled a line from Adam Dickey's article, God's Law Adjustment, where Mr. Dickey states that even if one were drowning in the middle of an ocean, with no human help at hand, there is always a law of God when rightly appealed to that would bring about rescue. I appealed to that law by silently giving thanks. I had an almost full tank of gas, I had air in my tires, I had working headlights, plus I had an empty bladder. So all in all, I was in pretty good condition and my fear of being lost kind of simply, simply vanished. Soon after I came to a university area and saw a young man in a crosswalk to ask directions from, he pointed in a direction and said, go that way, then ask somebody else. So I went that way, and once again, the streets were deserted, but soon I recognized a store up ahead. At the same time, the headlights of the SUV next to me shine on this cross street name in the corner, which I also recognized. So I quickly changed lanes, and I took that street, which took me to another that I also knew, which took me all the way home. I am so grateful for Christian science and all that I'm learning in this church about applying these principles in my life. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bruce.
4: Well, I want to give thanks for those uh, great readings that we heard this evening. It's really quite a wonderful thing once you've found your purpose in life. And each and every one of us all have a purpose and a press on with it. That's really quite remarkable. But I'm also very grateful for all the resources we have on our website. I think it is just spectacular. This morning I woke up, got out of bed and I found myself a little bit in trouble getting going. Like I couldn't focus on anything. quite frankly I didn't feel all that well. but I turned on the computer and on the website was today's uh, calendar statement and it says, "God is ever opening a way for us." through whatever barriers error may try to put in our path. And I tell you, that sounded like so confident that God is opening a way. He is ever opening a way. Well, with that, I went forward with so much confidence because I felt God's presence with me. And I started working on the things that I had to do, and I felt much better. I'm very grateful for this wonderful healing.
6: Thank you.
0: Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead, please.
7: Good evening. Thank you, Gary, for the inspiring and thought-provoking readings tonight on Finding Your Purpose and Pressing On. I'm so grateful for Mary Baker Eddy for giving us this science, and I'm grateful to God for this church where we're being taught Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science, how to make it practical, how to study apply and live it in all that we do and encounter. We're told here often to keep our oil. And in studying this further today, I found in 500 Watching Points by Gilbert Carpenter in Watching Point 79 that we are to watch lest we are handled by the same suggestions that handled the five foolish virgins. I'd like to share a little bit of what he wrote. He goes on to say that in reality, the five foolish virgins had unlimited spiritual oil given to them by God. Hence, it must have been mesmerism that deceived them into believing that it was limited. The solution to their problem certainly was not to borrow oil, since God's demand is that each one gain for himself the recognition of where the oil comes from. Era can never rob anyone of his spiritual understanding, and to me that meant his light. I found this watching point to be very helpful, and I'm so grateful for tonight's readings which inspired me to pursue this further, to remind me to stand guard against these false beliefs, and to cherish and to protect the oil given to us by God continually, and to keep pressing on. I'm so grateful for all that I'm learning here. I am grateful for my practitioners' support and for all that we are given here and for tonight's service. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Shardy.
1: Hello to all. I would like to express my gratitude tonight for God's good love covering all time and circumstances. One of my grandsons was a camp counselor during the summer for young children. He called me one afternoon last week to say that a child in his care was injured and taken to the local hospital. While his group was playing kickball he was fooling around, picked up the ten-year-old boy, and was running to third base to home when he tripped and fell on the boy. My grandson was heartbroken. He was quite upset and sad, not only because the boy's father was very, very angry, but because the little guy was hurt due to him. We talked about how much he loves the kids and that he never intended to hurt the boy, that he learned a lesson and to go forward. While at the hospital, it was overheard that the boy told his dad that it was an accident and that he wanted to go back to camp the next day, which apparently he did because my grandson told me that not only was the entire staff kind to him, but at the end of the day, when the father of the boy came to pick him up, He was very sweet to my grandson. God's love is everywhere. On the day that my grandson called, I texted my practitioner, explained everything, and asked for her support while I was praying. She replied about the child's comments and how God governs all. I was happy to have her support. She knows about all my grandsons and often supports me in my relationship with them. It is because of her support and the teaching here at Plainfield that I have learned a more loving way to communicate with the kids, respecting where they are on their own spiritual paths. My grandson called this morning and told me that he was feeling better and the young boy had asked him to be his pen pal, which, of course, my grandson is very happy to do. Thanks be to God for his constant loving care. Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, our practitioners, and the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Linda.
3: Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for the transforming healing effects of Christian science. Learning uh, that we have a God-given dominion has been replacing many various beliefs that over the years had led me to feelings of thinking I was helpless to whatever came in my direction. A recent uh, example of a lesson that I had that came to light with practitioner support was a need for more help in clearly communicating. One day, um, while during this work was, uh, this proper work was being done, what what was revealed to me was that there were many things that I was doing that I could uh, do better. My part in the situation and things that I needed to change. I came across, at the same time, a line out of our recent assignment from Herbert Rieke's No Big Power Veto, uh, which is uh, what he refers to as Mistake 26, and quote, it says, quote, if you want help, just go on making excuses for yourself, <laughs> quote, and he does go on with how to have heaven and success. My old victim thinking would uh, often blind me to the unlimited answers and ways pure Christian Science prayer can help us, so we can be better workers and protect our oil. This practical Christian Science, it taught here, shows God's given, God-given dominion to all, man, uh, all, to all mankind, and the ability to prove this dominion step by step wherever you're at and using the many instructions that we have through our audios, our writings, our classes. I'm so grateful for practitioner support that's lifting my concepts of God and man.
8: Thank
6: you. you. Jeremy.
8: Uh, Thank you for tonight's readings. I'm also very grateful that Peter Kidd came last Sunday. <laughs> so that uh, was a really, really good thing. Uh, I'm very grateful tonight for God's protection. When I think back over my life, I find so many moments in which it is clear that only God could have kept me safe through it all. So clear that he was guiding and guarding and governing me, even when I did not understand that. Something I remembered recently was how, in my twenties, when I was working construction, I was walking next to a big forklift. They had tires that were nearly as tall as I am. The tire closest to me popped, and the force of the escaping air sounded like an explosion. It blew my hard hat off, and the hard hat landed about ten feet away. I wasn't able to hear anything out of that ear for three days. And And then my hearing came back. Later, at my next job, while getting a physical that the employer required, it was found that I had not lost any bit of my hearing. It took years for me to know to give God the credit for that healing. I'm so, I'm just so astonished at God's mercy and his love. And of course, here in Playfield, I frequently edit audio, so I'm thankful for all my God-given abilities for his purposes. I'm so grateful for Christian science, for this church, for practitioner support, and for all I'm learning here. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen, from Australia.
9: Good evening. The assignment at last round table to study Love Your Enemies by Mary Baker Eddy is fantastic. About 18 months ago, the lockdowns in our country had put a lot of businesses out of business, including our own. Our prayers were answered and we found employment, although it was a difficult environment to work in. Around that time, we had just found the Plainfield Independent website. I wasn't yet a member at that time, but we were listening to everything we could on the website, all the recordings from our holy practitioners and teachers here. Well, I stayed working in that difficult environment for a couple of months, and as things progressed, we could see that the company who employed me had intended to steal our intellectual property and our client base from our business. I wasn't really in a position to resign. We needed a wage and there wasn't a lot of jobs around anywhere at that point. One Friday afternoon, as I was wrapping up my desk to get ready for Monday, I just had the most sweetest message in thought. It was gentle and peaceful and the thought came, why don't you pack up your desk as if you weren't coming back to this job? So I thought, okay, yes, I'll do that so I quietly packed up my desk as if I wasn't returning to that job and I came home loaded with all my stuff. I felt really peaceful and told my husband all about this when I got home. He was very supportive and shared with me something we had both been listening to. It's from Love Your Enemies by Mary Baker Eddy and read by a holy practitioner from this church. Quote, The best lesson of their lives is gained by crossing swords with temptation with fear and the besetments of evil, insomuch as they thereby have tried their strength and proven it, insomuch as they have found their strength made perfect in weakness, and their fear is self-immolated. End quote. So we just looked at each other and knew that we were learning something very pure and very wonderful. He then also told me that the employer had placed a job ad for my very job, so they were definitely planning on sacking me as well. We prayed about it and we agreed. On the Monday, he walked me up to that office and I resigned. Afterwards, we went out for a sandwich together. Well, as we were eating, my husband was called by a recruiter who told him that she needed him to start work immediately. And also asked if he knew anyone who could start work with him on the same day who could help him. So he put me on the phone and after being inducted, we both found ourselves starting a new job on the very same day, working side by side in a lovely job running the Leadership Assessment Centre for a large Australian employer. It was amazing to start this great job on the same day together. What a blessing. Well, since then, We have always had all the work we have needed in lovely environments and we now have learnt truly who we work for. We work for God Almighty. Wherever He needs us, that is where He will put us. So I wanted to thank again our dear practitioners and teachers here for all the wonderful recording that you do. It has saved us so many times because the truth of Christian science is so powerful that even one line read by a pure practitioner brings the Christ power to adjust our lives. Thank you, dearest God above. Thank you, Christ Jesus. Thank you, Mary Baker Eddy. And thank you, dear precious Plainfield Independent. All our love to you.
0: Thank you. Last week I was feeling very strong... um, feelings of high blood pressure, and it was very uncomfortable, and it was a little bit scary, so uh, I prayed for myself for a couple of days, and it was a little better, but I knew I needed practitioner help, so I I called a practitioner in this church, and the practitioner reminded me of this statement that Mrs. Eddy has in Science and Health, that the only pressure is the apostolic command to come out from the material world and be separate. And she said she would pray for me. And I also realized that this was just opposition to what we're doing here at church, the, the work that we're doing. The devil doesn't like it, but too bad. So, But uh, as soon as I hung up the phone from talking with the practitioner, the symptoms started to dissipate and It was that same night or the very next morning, they were gone. Every symptom was totally gone, and they have not come back. It's been almost a week now, and I am strong and healthy like I was before. I am so very grateful for Christian Science and so grateful for the help of the practitioner. When we need a little extra boost, they're always there to help us along. I'm very grateful for Mrs. Eddy for giving us this wonderful religion and way of life. And so grateful to be in this church. Thank you. Lillian.
6: Thank you for those wonderful readings. I'm so grateful to have learned through Christian science that every part of our lives is wonderfully governed by God. I remember with great gratitude God's care for me regarding employment many years ago. My job had been terminated, and I turned to God and asked practitioner for support. I quickly found a temporary position which would provide several assignments. I also left my application at a large nearby company for a permanent position. After about six months, there were no more temporary assignments available. Just then, the other company called me, to interview, and I was offered a permanent position, which I accepted. This was God's perfect provision. I was so grateful for God's love and for the prayers of the practitioner in meeting my need. I thank Mrs. Eddy for Christian Science, this wonderful way of life. Thank you.
2: Well, while uh, preparing the readings for tonight, night, I was reminded of an experience I had uh, quite a while ago. I awoke one night uh, with a lot of congestion, and even though I was very tired, I couldn't get back to sleep. And As I was laying there in the middle of the night, just sort of thinking, I remembered a statement by Mary Baker Eddy that my wife likes to remind me of from the uh, article entitled Fidelity, which I read tonight. This is Eddie Rice. Too soon we cannot turn from disease in the body to find disease in the mortal mind and its cure in working for God. So I thought, okay, let me get to work here. What can I do in the middle of the night for God? And then the thought came, well, I've been taught how to pray, so I'm going to pray. I prayed for our church. I prayed for its members. I prayed for our community and our nation. And then I opened up the prayer to all of God's children around the world. And as I, felt, as, as I prayed, I felt the love of God wrapping all of his creation in love. I could, I could feel God's love. Eventually, I went back to sleep. And when I awoke in the morning, the congestion was gone. The pain was gone and it did not return. So I'm grateful for this healing, for Christian Science, for Mary Baker Eddy, for discovering it and giving it to us. For what I'm learning in this church and for learning what my life purpose is and the importance of carrying on. It's so good to be with you all here tonight.
6: Thank you. Sharon. I was reminded recently of a healing I had a few
10: years ago. I pulled a muscle
6: in my back
10: and I could hardly move. I was in a lot of pain. I prayed, but I knew I needed practitioner help. And I called a practitioner, and the practitioner said, This is an imposition. Call me back as soon as you are healed. So I prayed, and within a few minutes, I felt my
6: back releasing the muscle. And I was able to get up and call the practitioner and tell her I was healed. I am so grateful to God for Christian science, for Mrs. Eddy, for giving her life for this religion that we all can use, and for practitioner help. And thank you for the beautiful readings.
0: Thank you. Dale, Dale from Virginia, go ahead, please.
11: Thank you. Thank you for those very important readings tonight and all the wonderful testimonies. I'm very grateful for the vast collection of recorded music on the church website. There's nothing more comforting and healing than to be uplifted by encouraging words and sweet, harmonious music or powerful hallelujah praises that make us rise up. We've been warned here about surplus thinking, thinking that is not scientific, not from God, but ruminating over some discordant thing. I found that by memorizing some of the music found here, or even playing it as I go about my day, that surplus or ungodlike thinking can't creep in. And the messages that these verses bring and the upbeat music gives a feeling of peace power, and dominion. Doing this transforms an ordinary workplace or everyday duties into a place where we are entertaining the divine presence. And what could be better than that? Martha Wilcox tells us in Handling Animal Magnetism, no, I'm sorry, Handling Mental Malpractice, quote, each student should realize the mighty power of his own thought reflected from God and from no other source, to know that there is one power, and this, the power of God, should be an ever-present fact to us, end quote. So thanks again for the music in this church and all the avenues that lift us up to feel and to know the presence of God.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, Day Day. Go ahead, please. Thank you. During last Sunday's roundtable service,
12: we were advised to read the article "Taking Offense" from this lady's writing. The article's recording, found on our website, is something that I've been working with very regularly over the past year and have found it to be very helpful and very healing. To paraphrase a portion, it says, we should go forth into life, determined not to be offended when no wrong is meant, nor even when it is, unless the offense be against God. Honestly, obeying this instruction gives me enough good mental work to do to check my thoughts and feelings, and doesn't leave me with much to justify being offended by, whether I like it or not. Studying this article has helped me to make significant progress as I'm not so easily hurt or bothered by the comments or actions of others and don't feel the need to react as I once would have. I still have much work to do with this, and I gladly accept the challenge knowing it will continue to bless me and help me to bless others to better maintain joy, to be of most good use. Thank you so much for tonight's reading, for the music, and for all of the testimonies given tonight. I'm very grateful for all that we have in this church, and I'm very grateful to be here tonight.
0: Thank you. Florence, go ahead, please.
13: Thank you. Thank you, Gary, for the beautiful readings tonight. There's a lot in there to help us all. I feel that I want to just give gratitude to God so much because I know that years ago when I was struggling, it seemed as if I had no purpose, although I had a good job. It seemed that there was no satisfaction. But then now I see clearly that I forgot that there is a God who created me and everyone else. And as I always refer to on page 74 of the Blue Book, he talks, God has a plan for all his children, and it is a gracious plan. I have my place in his plan. I have my work in his plan and malicious mental malpractice can neither hinder nor prevent me from seeing a full, complete, and perfect manifestation of what God's plan is for me here and now. I wish I knew that then. I didn't know it. And it's its more like not trusting God with everything. I, I decided to do things my own way, you know, I wrote so many resumes, I sent them to so many places, not even one of them replied me. But God had a plan, a special plan, a perfect plan. I think now I'd like to tell people to know that if he has made us perfect, then our perfect work is also included in that perfection. And is that constant talking with him, that talking conversation, knowing that it is he, God, speaking to us. And when he, we hear what he wants us to do, to follow diligently, and it brings us the most satisfaction, and we do our best to bless him, to glorify him, as was read tonight, and also to bless mankind. I am so grateful to know this to know that it is God who governs us, every one of us. And if we let him, he guides us on our way. I'm so happy to be here tonight and to hear the testimonies, the music, the hymn, And uh, I just give glory to
0: the Father Almighty. Thank you. Mary.
10: Good evening. Some things to read tonight, the 1st Virginia. Many thanks for the Sunday, July 31st roundtable and service. So many explanations and directives in defining divine love, what it is and how to practice. The assignment to study Love Your Enemies by Mary Baker Eddy in Miscellaneous Writings is a special boon as it shows us how to see through the lie of having enemies. And it's all in our power as the reflection of God to do so. Thanks to all who participated in the Sunday service, the readings, the uplifting hymns, and the joyful Love Liberated Me by Faith in Peter. Wisconsin, what a wonderful treat we had on Sunday. Peter's music is one of the items that originally attracted me to this church. The tunes are upbeat, the lyrics are clever, and the message is very clear. Thank you, Peter just as an aside he he wrote that song that he sang on sunday on his uh, flight from california to jfk which he did often when he would write music coming to church when he lived on the east coast so the music just wells up in him from god okay and then an email from virginia I'm very grateful for the unity watches that we have in this independent church. A recent one included these words to work with, quote, knowing that the love of God neutralizes hate everywhere, in schools, churches, malls, etc., prevents harms, harm, ends warfare, and enfolds the innocent in his great love, end quote. What a powerful and comforting stand to take, knowing that the allness of love is the only power and presence. We can know and feel this and share it with all the world. With a grateful heart, I enclose my monthly contribution to the mission of this church. And a testimony from Hawaii. Yesterday, while my husband was out in the yard hitting golf balls, he called out to me to come and see what our cat, Lucky, had caught. He said it looked to be a field mouse. Lucky was bringing it across the yard from the adjoining pasture. I stepped out into the yard and he dropped a stiff little creature at my feet. I looked down on a little sparrow, already stiff with wings tight at its body and with darkened eyes. I picked it up and cupped it in my hands and declared, "'God, this is the littlest and most innocent of all your creatures.' Please wrap your loving arms around her, around us. Then I recited the 91st Psalm and emphasized, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. I kept repeating this Psalm for several minutes and not looking at it as I did not want to be distracted by error. Then I felt a tiny movement and looked down to see the little sparrow with his eyes now bright. In seconds it moved again, and I opened my cupped hands. She took flight, and away she flew with such strength and conviction. I burst out with a joyful, yes. My husband, still hitting his golf balls, turned to me and said, Honey, you healed it. I replied, I did no such thing. God healed it. The look on his face made my day. It reflected unbridled joy and amazement. How great and ever-present God is. How lucky we are to be given the gift to demonstrate his perfect love. I am grateful to God, Jesus Christ, and Mary Baker Eddy, who continues to amaze and refresh me anew. I count my blessings daily that I was led to the Plainfield Christian Science Church, Independent. And then, lastly, a testimony from Mexico City. Yesterday, my son told me that in the morning, while I was listening to the round table in my room, he was doing his daily chores, but angry thoughts began to come to him out of nowhere. A bad memory came to him. As he washed the dishes, he became more and more irritated. When the Plainfield Sunday service started, I heard too much noise of dishes being done in the kitchen, banging and so forth, but I decided to ignore it and continue to listen to the service. A few minutes after the service was over, my son told me what had happened to him with the anger and that the angry thoughts began to crowd in on him. He felt very bad, but suddenly he had the clarity and strength to separate himself from those thoughts. He could recognize that they were not his, as he has learned in Christian science, and he no longer held on to them. He went to the bathroom and looked in the mirror, smiled to himself and calmed down. When he told me this, his face glowed with gladness and joy. I realized it was a healing he had during the love sermon lesson service at church. When I listen to the round table and Sunday service in my room, I do it from my cell phone via YouTube, but I plug it into an extra speaker so the sound is crisper and louder and the music sounds better. My son doesn't understand exactly what is being spoken because he doesn't speak English but he does hear the sound of the broadcast, and he knows it is the Christian Science Service. So as the service unfolded, he was able to catch the glimpses of love and was freed from the suggestion of anger and then was able to be filled with a sense of love and joy. That's my explanation. And throughout the day, the harmony remained with him. At the same time, something special also happened to me. At the beginning of the third hymn, hymn 139, singing, I walk with love along the way, I shed some tears of joy and emotion in my eyes. I must say that I am not a woman who cries easily, so I was surprised. It was totally unexpected to me. It was a spark of light, of love, that I caught. And when my son told me what happened to him, it completed the picture. And I felt very happy and grateful to God and Christian science all day. Mrs. Eddy, as you know, said that the service should be healing, that the statement of truth should have a healing effect on the audience and on the world, and that is what we experienced. It was a different service for me in that sense, and also the rest of the day I was very happy and at peace with God. In fact, me and my son both shared a particularly harmonious day. With Plainfield, I have regained a sense of what the usefulness of a Christian science church is, which I had somehow lost. In Science and Health, we read, quote, The Church is that institution which affords proof of dorm- proof of dormant understanding from material beliefs to the apprehension of spiritual ideas and the demonstration of divine science, thereby casting out devils or error and healing the sick. That is just what we experienced yesterday during the service of love. We went from the dormant understanding for material beliefs to the apprehension of spiritual ideas. This is a wonderful thing for me, and I appreciate it very much. I thank God and the Christ for this experience and for seeing the promises fulfilled, proving that what Science and Health says is true. Bless you, Plainfield. Thank you for your healing services and for your activities and website, and for the dedication and spiritualization of your members that yields so much fruit. What a beautiful church indeed, and blessed is the invaluable help from the um, practitioners in our church. I am very grateful for all of this. Much affection to everyone. Thank you all for this wonderful service tonight and those very beautiful readings. How important it is that, yes, we do have a an exalted purpose, as was read tonight. And then with it, we do keep pressing on. There are many reasons, perhaps, to get off that path. But once we have received this marvelous truth and are truly grateful for it, to get off that path would be truly unthinkable. And I, I loved what was read tonight, and I I think of it quite often, actually, in miscellaneous writings, where Mrs. Eddy gives the a little key on how to keep on this long course. She says, To preserve a long course of years, still and uniform, amid the uniform darkness of storm and cloud and tempest, require strength from above, deep drafts from the fount of divine love. It's so beautiful, and she certainly lived that statement. She did receive her strength from above and often went and got the long drafts of divine love. And that love is our love for mankind and for God. I'm so grateful for all the tender lessons that Christian science teaches us day by day. I'm so grateful for this meeting and to be with you all tonight.
0: Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
3: Hymn number 365, wait my soul upon the Lord, to his gracious promise plead, laying hold upon his words, as thy days thy strength shall be. Hymn number 365.